here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. We're here on Earth, Gaia, Sophia, Sophia, home for those of you that are walking around in uh, souls, humanoids, physical torsos. We call it a head, two legs, two arms, and a body. (laughs) So if you look like that, you're probably a human. (laughs) We're going to talk today about pastors of faith in the Ascension Church, Ohana, USA. But we're going international, folks, because... We are an interplanetary communications group of people on the planet, and a lot of us are the old white guys that people talk about, but I'm an old white lady. So (laughs) we're going to talk about Pastor R.T. Knight's uh, introduction to the message of uh, with Benny Pelham. They're both of Georgia, and they're going to share humans and why we both like to gather and speak and communicate information to me, Pastor Teresa J. Morris for the Universal Life and our new corporation, not-for-profit, in Hawaii and uh, Florida, California, is uh, Florida. We are uh, we actually filed the paperwork and paid the money for Ascension Cosmos Oracles. We have our federal ID as Ascension Church, uh, Ohana, and Ascension Center organization, and Pastor Richard decided to be the honorary president so he could help Quisson quintessential spark us in the fundamental essence that sustains us all. Now, some call it God and others perhaps many gods and goddesses. So there's still others to see how it is a power, the essence of all, the fifth element, while others in it as a divine consciousness, while others see it as a divine consciousness. Now, this is his message, and I'm messing it all up. There's one great consensus among all. There is a source of all that does, in fact, exist. So the best and truest way to know God is to reach into them, huh, reach into them via one spirit. As we are all made of flesh, Yet it is spirit that keeps us sustained, in a sense, anchored here. So if one be Christian and turns to the Bible for consideration of who and what God is here, are but a couple, he's, he got a couple of extracts. So what happened is I condensed it in order to get it on here. So Rachel, no, I wasn't, I wasn't intentionally taking words out, but apparently it helped me. But I had to take out the Galatians and Corinthians because he had it linked and it won't take the links because it adds up the extra time but for the spirit searches everything these are god's this is what god in the abrahamic faith anyway in the constantine bible are the one we took uh from aramaic and hebrew there was a greek hebrew and latin and uh, we translated it and then back in the day uh, the Catholic Church has a lot of stuff we don't have. And then the uh, Gutenberg Bible, and it was the first time we put it in print, was in Germany uh, with the Gutenberg Press. So that's a big thing. And then Constantinople and uh, King Constantine had a vision, and he got a bunch of people together. 
in Nicaea and pulled it together. And so some of the books made it and some didn't, folks. Same thing. That's why we're still looking at all the scriptures around the world, the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Upanishad Bhagavad Gita, all the others in the Abrahamic face. And some people, friends that live next door, believe in the Ethiopian Bible as the oldest. It has a lot of books that are Constantine, which wound up being English because we spoke English in the old country with King James Version. So most of us in America, by the time our relatives came to the States, they were uh, Anabaptists, a lot of them, and Quakers, and my grandparents were Quakers, but a lot of them uh, helped us, and then some of them were, uh, well, they're called Anabaptists, but uh, we'll get into some stuff now. There are many interpretations, far and wide, and thousands have passed from numbers of cultures, societies, civilizations, all down through history, and we talk about education, spirituality, and spiritual science. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Richard and Benny Pelham to discuss all this, but Rich, Pastor Knight, Pastor Richard T. Knight, I don't know if you want to go by Pastor Rick, since Benny's going by Ben, or not what you want to do, but introduce yourself, sir. Make yourself known. <laughs> Hello. Hello, this is Richard Knight, and I'm a metaphysician, a theologian, an ordained bishop, an ordained minister. Uh, I have a very open mind and very open view on things when it comes to spirituality. I've seen a great many things spiritual happen in front of me. I've seen the paranormal happen in front of me. I've seen things that most people would would consider absolutely way out there beyond consideration happen. But the point is this. Uh, it is all a perception of mind, and our mind, of course, creates our understanding. And our understanding, in turn, turns into knowledge, and our knowledge, in turn, once gathered and garnered and gone over, more or less, becomes wisdom. Now, it is, of course, we are made of four elements earth, air, fire, water, and the fifth element, which is spirit. And so today, our focus of conversation, at least to begin with, is something that brings us all together because on this thread and from this one core source, we are all united. And that being that God or goddess or God and goddess or however, whatever you want to call the divine being or the source that is outside of yourself that obviously creates things energetically on a conscious level holds us all together and has put us all together here on the face of the earth. So as spiritual beings, of course, we are divine, we are immortal, we are eternal because we are part of the source that created us. Yet as inhabitants here on the earth, as human beings, we are taught in many different ways, modes, times, perspectives that, uh, in fact, our human selves are all that we consist of and that uh, once we pass that we go on to heaven or the other side or any of other, a thousand other interpretations. As Pastor Teresa had mentioned that, you know, uh, yes, the Bible has been translated many hundreds of times into many hundreds of languages. It has been written over and over and over again. And, of course, the falsity with that is when you translate something, you oftentimes can misinterpret. However, 
uh, again, this is uh, an inspired work that was inspired upon the heart and the, and the mind of man in accordance by God, or at least what was perceived as God by that particular faith or that particular uh, Christian reality at that time. Now, there, it is the eternal, <clears throat> excuse me, the eternal spark and the eternal essence that keeps us divinely implanted here. Because naturally, once you remove spirit from the human self, then the human self falls to the ground and, be, and dies and begins to decay. It is the eternal spark within us, the God self that is within us, that holds us all together, and that is what creates us as one consciousness, as a race of beings upon the planet. There could not be a more important time than now to come together all united as one race of beings that identify the source outside of themselves as being that of love, unconditional love, a love that is perceived way beyond our greatest or grandest imagination because it is all accepting. It does not judge. It is all accepting from all and any perspective we can imagine and then some. And this non-judgmental love pervades and in, it just robustly announces itself as our spiritual essence. So we could say that, you know, God is the sea of consciousness and we, are, we ourselves are spirits or souls floating in the sea of consciousness that have a given name. So naturally we all have a spiritual name as well as a physical name that we are named once we're born and all that kind of good stuff. But the fact of the matter is we need to come together as one family united because our world is coming to a crisis of all kinds. Um, and there is so much catastrophe and so much war and so much bloodshed and all kinds of needless violence. And this can all be absolved and changed if we unite as loving beings that we were created on a divine scale to be. And rather than uh, bringing that consciousness, that, that spiritual essence of ourselves to the forefront so that we as spiritual beings begin to speak out as our authentic selves rather than purely the human beings that we are. So that's my take on the divine essence and, of course, what role it plays in our lives, because naturally without it, we would not be. Very good. Now, you've got here God revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And you've gotten quotes. It's either Corinthians Revelation, because I can't see it. So if you want to pull it up, you can cite them. But God, it says, uh, in quotes, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God. <clears throat> quotes, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Now, there are many interpretations far and wide and thousands of past. So I already read, read that. Now, Benny Pelham, you grew up. You're 84 years old. You're our senior. So we will respect you in asking you to join us in our gathering of spirits here because we found out one of our people that you and I keep up in the Internet world passed over last night. But first, Benny, if you don't mind, introduce yourself and then give us a little bit of your spiritual path, and then let's talk about our, uh, I don't know if you'd say comrade, um, 
he was a Marine. I was a Marine hospital corpsman, but uh, I want to talk about Robert David Steele. But Benny Pelham, introduce yourself, and then we're going to get into with Richard all this spiritual stuff. But let's get yes, some news we know about, too. Go ahead, Benny. Uh, yes, uh, uh, thank you, Teresa. It's, it's good to be on <clears throat> with you and Richard and your audience. And uh, I'm looking forward just to, to listen to Richard because uh, I, I come strictly, it, as far as my spiritual training and whatnot, is, is relative to the, the Bible that we have. I, I, I have different ones here, but I, I use normally the New uh, King James Version. And, uh, yeah, me too. I've studied it pretty well over the over the years, and uh, that's where I'm spiritually based uh, now. I'm, I'm a relatively a newcomer to the UFO and uh, ufology field, you know. And uh, spirituality is something I'm just now starting to look into. So I'm going to be a really good listener today. <laughs> so, uh, Mostly, uh, I, I just need to sit and learn because uh, uh, unless you want to get into uh, why you know I'm a uh, Sabbath keeper and all of that, I'll, I'll just let you let you do what you'd like to do. And if you call on me, I'll, I'll try to answer. All right, Teresa. Uh, would you like to discuss uh, that you found out? that uh, David's, Robert David Steele passed or not? Because I don't have a source to quote that. Uh, yes, but uh, if you'd like to, it's the Internet person, folks, that uh, Ben and I both uh, know about in our, I don't know if you'd say military careers. He's a comrade. But uh, from what I understand, Ben, go ahead, because he was in our military service. He's a veteran. Well, Richard's a veteran, too, so all three of us are veterans. But let's just get... That news out of the way about one of our comrades. Go ahead. Whatever you know, share that. It's uh, Michael David Steele was a was a Marine officer. I think he might have been uh, maybe a lieutenant colonel, and he also had a, a long career in the CIA as well. And uh, he's uh, apparently uh, very much a patriot and a, you know a hardworking man. And uh, so his background is as a Marine officer and CIA. That's what I know about him. And uh, I hate to lose anybody that's uh, that's a patriot, and that's what we've apparently done here in losing him. And that's uh, about all the information I have on him. I got the information from the uh, Internet, uh, from the uh, YouTube channel, uh, uh, C, let's see, let me get that right. C I R S T E N, Kirsten. And I don't have a YouTube pulled up. Just give me one instant here. But I got it off of her. She gave a report on it earlier today. And it'll take me just one second, and I'll, I'll get you the, the YouTube channel information here. Let's see, okay. Yes, she goes by CW Connect, C-W-C-O-N-N-E-C-T, all of that together, and that's her That's her channel. Now, are you sure we're talking about Robert David Steele? That's the one I know that was a CIA officer. 
Oh, you said right. Michael. That's, that's the one I understand that, that she was talking about. That, that's, that was the gist of it. And uh, it was discussed in there, a man from Britain is on with her, and uh, he's living in Mexico, he said now. And so that's, they were just discussing, and that's the only reason I knew anything about it. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Robert David Steele, uh, let me just say that he uh, it was a former Marine Corps infantry officer and CIA spy, as well as an activist for open source everything engineering. And uh, he was regularly on uh, various uh, newspaper, uh, well, he's on Tehran Times for interest. Uh, back in 2019, they did a Q&A session in Tehran Times because of his position in the CIA. Now, I happen to know he ran for president uh, in 2012, but I can't find anything on it for the reform. But uh, I have followed him, and I've seen him speak on the Carrie Cassidy show. And uh, two hours ago, Celebrity Death did uh, say, see which who died today. Uh, so I don't know... Uh, if they're going to carry him or not, but uh, if anyone wants to research that and let us know, we'd appreciate it because I haven't seen anything in writing. But uh, we're going on the fact that Benny Pelham, Ben Pelham of uh, Dal- Dalton, Georgia, knows what he's talking about <laughs> because I can't imagine him telling me this that Robert David Steele is dead and I can't point I have not researched it because I had to get on the radio show and uh, he just mentioned it to me right before the show folks so I'm sorry I know y'all rely on me for eyes and news uh, as I come across it uh, on another day usually but he uh he was controversial, to say the least, but he was very much on reforming. He was a constitutionalist, meaning he believed in the Constitution. But mm-hmm. I would say politically he wanted reformation, and uh, I don't know. I followed him, and I paid him his $11, but I guess I won't have to anymore, and that's something Benny and I were discussing because uh, we're going to put our newsletter together here for our veterans with uh, all of you, and we have a spiritual part of that I hope so we'll go on uh, we don't know how to you know we mourn his loss especially everybody uh, to just let him know we uh, I'm still in shock uh, I haven't looked into it I'm sure there'll be a complete autopsy I don't know why there wouldn't be uh, unless his family I I don't even know his personal life if he was married or anything so folks we're gonna leave that up to you Please do your own. It's Robert David Steele. Uh, we've heard he's passed away. And uh, Benny Pelham, uh, Ben, we appreciate you being open with us and sharing that as a veteran because, folks, we're veterans and we're coming together for faith on Sunday. And we cover everything, including Benny, go ahead and mention, uh, and then we'll let Richard take over. Your uh, ET is here because I wanted you back today. 
<laughs> so Richard and I can handle it on a Sunday spiritual day, but I'd like to see serendipity and synchronicity, how we're going to blend this path. Because uh, regardless of what each person feels in their soul about their spirit and where they're going to go when they pass over, because I've had a near-death experience, and it's very lucid, but it's also very real. But I can, just, I can recite that near-death experience like it was now. So that yeah. feeling never goes away. I've also been off planet with extraterrestrials, although that's hard to believe, when I was a child. So that was my first remote view, if you want to say that, but I saw my body. And I've always had those eyes or that third eye. So, Benny, we're going to get into some spirit in the way Richard can. Richard helps me understand uh, how to speak. He can see with his third eye from all his druid training or all his worldly training and all his divinity training and reading books to tell me what I'm trying to discuss a lot of times. So he's a good interpreter. But, Benny, tell me about that ET is here. And let's just get that out of the way. And then Richard, uh, I'm going to mute. You and Richard can talk wherever you want this show to go, you two men, you two white guys. Because Richard's 65 and Benny's 84 and I'm a white lady. But I want to hear this ET is here thing and the moon stuff. And uh, Richard can take you with him on a spiritual quest. I'm going to listen. I'm going to, I'm going to sit on the back seat and watch you guys drive today, okay? <laughs> sure. Uh, the ET is here is a website I put together uh, relatively recently, and mostly uh, uh, on it, uh, on ET is here. Uh, I've been doing some research uh, under underwater facilities, and there's quite a few that I've, I've been able to uncover in Antarctica. And uh, I've got a lot of photos on there of these places. And uh, there's a place down there, I'm trying to think which, where it's at, the, uh, I guess, Mawson Station. It's an Australian station. There's quite a bit of stuff there. But there's a, a mess of photos on the, uh, on the site, on the ET is here. And uh, the stuff on that side is earth-based. And uh, the other place on my moon research is on uh, PelhamPlanetaryResearch.com. And on there, I've uh, I've had the good fortune of discovering uh, an an industrial uh, complex in the north polar area of the moon, uh, pretty pretty near... uh, Hermite, well, it's on the edge of Hermite Crater. And uh, I was able to do that, believe it or not, using the Worldwide Telescope app. It's a product of uh, Microsoft. And uh, I've got the instructions on the site that anybody can go there and follow those instructions and, and actually see that place and make your own screenshot of it. And everything. So when you get there, though, you'll see a, a shadow, what I call a false, a false shadow that NASA has painted there to to cover over what's really there. But the software I had, uh, once I took the screenshot, I was able to draw out the image, pull it up from from and under, 
and got some nice photos. There's probably 16 or 17 photos of that industrial complex. And uh, so you'll find that on PelhamPlanetaryResearch.com and then uh, go back in the photos and look for Earth's Moon. Uh, Earth's Moon, once you get there, click that and, and then you'll see all the photos just right in front of you. The, uh, also, the coordinates, I've even got the coordinates on there. The only problem is with the Worldwide Telescope app, they have no place to enter coordinates. And I was amazed at that when I communicated with their support section. Uh, but they will give you where you are, or, you know, uh, in the right lower part of the, uh, of the app uh, browser. It'll tell you where you are. So in order to actually work it, I had to use, in order to find out how to get there with a worldwide telescope out, I had to actually take the coordinates and use Google Earth and get into the area. And then I had to go ahead and take a screenshot of the polar area and, and try to match up the, uh, the landscape. Once you get the landscape matched up, then you can see exactly where to, to go in there and and uh, get the image. And on the website, there's a, a photo with a white arrow pointing exactly where that uh, where to start at on it. So anybody can do it with a rudimentary uh, computer and, and photo uh, processing skills. And that's uh, that's pretty much it for for uh, what I'm doing on the website. That's fascinating, Ben, or Ben, whichever you prefer. Either way you want to call it. It'll work both ways. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yes, uh, there's a lot of information that needs to come forward. There's a lot of things that uh, we have observation stations and other platforms and things, not only on the moon but on other planets within our galaxy and so forth that are being utilized for uh the secret space program and things of this nature. So um, to be able to do so, though, so openly uh, is not real surprising simply because there's a lot of information out there um, that's been, you know, archived into federal records in regards to lots of different things of interest, uh, all of which, you know, is, is under Freedom of Information Act now. So, you know. In regards to our fellow veteran that has passed, uh, it is unfortunate, of course, and I'm sure that, you know, uh, we wish well to his family and relatives and so forth for his loss. Uh, However, at the same time, I would go as far as to say that none of us are really lost, that, uh, you know, as spiritual beings, we are always present because we're immortal and eternal. So even though that's a large pill for a lot of people to swallow, it is the truth, uh, you know. And yes, when we expand things out, uh, again, you know, we are not by any means the only humanoid civilization throughout the universe or throughout creation for that matter, that I'm sure we have lots of intelligent brothers and sisters and many other planets and many other galaxies and many other universes 
and uh, even in many other dimensions. Uh, now, when I mention the word dimension, of course, that is a division between frequency and vibration. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's all it is. In other words, you know, we vibrate and we uh, live at a specific frequency that allows us as human beings to tolerate the atmosphere and tolerate uh, our environment and tolerate the energy from the sun and so on and so forth. And, of course, other beings in other dimensions have bodies that uh, are a much higher frequency and much higher vibration than our own. And so that's why we say that there are dimensions, because they oscillate at different frequencies and different vibrations. And so naturally, when we go talking about our galactic brothers and sisters, uh, they are uh, coming from civilizations that are thousands, perhaps even millions of years more advanced than our own, and have gotten past and through a lot of the hurdles that we now face. And so, you know, they, I, I perceive it anyway that they're here to help. Now, that is not to say that there couldn't or wouldn't be aliens that, uh, you know, wish our demise or wish to control us and so forth, but I would garner that hopefully there are far better ones, far more better ones than there are uh, those that wish us ill. Um, it is obvious that we have jumped forward technology-wise quite a few times in the recent last hundred years. And, you know, we're getting into, uh, oh, what do they call it, uh, AI or uh, artificial intelligence, uh, creating robots. Uh, we are jet propulsion systems and other things of this means are far more advanced than they would have normally been. Uh, so there's always the question, well, you know, have we derived information from other species or other, you know, other alien life forms that in turn have shared some of their technology or wisdom with us? It's entirely possible because, you know, with an open mind, of course, you always think that everything and anything is possible. Uh, I always used to like to say, you know, everything that's possible has happened and everything that's impossible shall happen. Uh, so that's just my way of looking at things. So if you spread out the big panoramic view of spiritual spirituality and a spiritual nature, and you talk, you come forward from, say, the source of all, all right, into very defined species and beings and civilizations and planetary systems and so on and so forth, that yes, uh, it would be very uh, egoic of our our as of us as a race to believe that we in fact are the only intelligent beings alive even in this galaxy nonetheless in our universe so uh, no we are not alone nor have we been alone I do believe that probably we have been visited hundreds of times maybe even thousands of times uh, down through the eons or you know down through the millennia in regards to various civilizations and so forth uh, the Egyptians knew for a fact that there were light beings coming from the sun. Uh, there are lots of other Native American tribes as well as uh, tribes around other parts of the world that all have pictoglyphs carved into rock that indicate that there were beings that were very strange in their, you know, their look and their composure in regards to comparing them to themselves uh, that had great wisdom and so forth. So it is not too much of a stretch of the imagination to believe that, you know, yes, we have lots of visitors 
quite frequently. Uh, and Teresa, of course, mentioned the fact that she has died and come back, and so have I. Um, and so with that wisdom of having garnered, you know, that yes, uh, there is a more substance to the other side of the veil or the other side or once we have passed on as far as once our bodies have been put in autopilot uh, so that in turn our spirits may go elsewhere, uh, it is obvious that we are immortal and that the body does not contain us in our entire being. It is only used as a puppet, one could say, for our spirits. And from this aspect, then naturally, you know, there's going to be lots of spirits involved throughout creation besides ourselves. Um, Now, just to get back to the quotes that Teresa started the program with, those were from the book of Corinthians. And the first one was from uh, chapter 11, and the second one was from chapter 14. Um, And I believe one was verse 12 and one was verse 19, if I recall correctly. Whereas the mainstay is saying that, hello, you know, that our spirits not only question ourselves, and we ourselves in turn question God and attempt to fathom the entirety of God, which of course as a human being is beyond our intellect or beyond our imagination other than precepts of trying to create gods in our own image to some extent. Uh, because naturally we want to have a God that can identify with us, that can have feelings for us, that can have love towards us, and so forth. Um, And then, of course, in turn, uh, to say that our Creator is the Alpha, the beginning, and the Omega shall be the end, uh, but in actuality there is no end. Uh, uh, The creative source just keeps on creating and creating and creating and creating. So you could say, in a manner of speaking, from that grand perspective that, yes, we are all one family of spirits. We are all one expression from the grand creator uh, that in turn created us all as spiritual entities, and then in turn our spiritual entities choose to come down and play, as it were, or at least physically experience life on earth. So uh, I have personally experienced um, death a couple of times and I've been out of body numerous times and uh, yes I've done remote viewing which basically is no more than really uh, sending one's consciousness or one's conscious awareness to another place regardless of the distance and then in turn viewing hearing seeing what is going on there and then in turn returning that part of your consciousness back to your human your human consciousness. In other words, it's like, well, it's kind of like fishing away in a way. I mean, you, you throw out a line, and at the other end of the line, you have a camera that represents your consciousness, and your consciousness perceives all that's going on at the end of the line. And then when you've finished observing what it was you came to see, then in turn you pull that line back into your overall consciousness, and you become very much aware of it as though it were just happening seconds ago. Well, the same is also true when you pass to the other side or go through uh, a death experience per se. Uh, You do remember it as though it were just yesterday. It is etched upon your consciousness. 
because it's it's done that way so that we do not forget because it's a true signpost that we are, in fact, far more than we perceive ourselves to be as human beings. That's interesting. So, um, so if you take it, uh, uh, I've got a lot to learn. Uh, although uh, my belief system uh, uh, parallels much of what you just said already, so it, it is an inter a very interesting subject. Oh yes, and it just expands on and on and on. And of course, you know. Uh, I like to say that there is no right and there is no wrong when it comes to belief simply because we are all unique individuals and therefore we each tread our own spiritual journey, our own physical path, our own intellectual path through life. And then in turn, uh, you know, we at some juncture or a particular instance, we happen to come together to interact for a specific period of time or to share knowledge or to share insights or what have you. And uh, now, of course, like I said, it's more important now for unity and honesty and truthfulness because, yes, uh, we are have gotten to the age where we can no longer ignore the problems that we are creating for ourselves, that we must recognize those problems. And uh, in order to continue on as a race, we must make some very, um, very interesting decisions as to exactly uh, what path we will take and the instances that, you know, we need to do it now, the decision needs to be made now because this window that we have uh, that will allow us to continue on as a race may very well, uh, you know, disintegrate and become nothingness in a very fairly short period of time. I mean, now, you know, artificial intelligence, well, if you take that gamut of thought and parlay it all the way out, well, that's creating robots that have artificial intelligence to the extent of being able to do all that a man can do for the most part, other than, of course, they do not have the divine spark. They're not spiritual beings. Rather, they are beings of pure intelligence. Well, if you take that side of us, and yes, we interact business-wise, we interact on a lot of different uh, scales and a lot of different options and, and uh, pathways, uh, you could create robots that would in turn and would, would actually replace all that we have to do manually on the outside world in our industrial complex and so forth, that uh, it would deplete the necessity of us having to do physical labor and it would lose a tremendous amount of physical jobs. So therefore, you would have a tremendous amount of people that would be put out of work um, and, of course, this is going far, far afield with this because, naturally, we are nowhere near at this point. However, I would point out that there are automobile plants that are completely um, AI, artificial intelligence, where a master board and a master controller tells exactly what each robot needs to do in order to assemble a particular car. And this is done frequently on a daily basis in many parts of the world even as I speak. So uh, if assembly lines are being 
roboticized. It wouldn't take a whole lot more for a lot of other different uh, functions that we do on a physical basis to become roboticized as well. And I don't know, uh, in all honesty, I don't know what the world would look like then. I mean, uh, you know, we've had all kinds of movies in the past that uh, have indicated that the, the robots all of a sudden decided one day that mankind didn't need to exist anymore, and then the next thing you know, we were fighting robots. And, of course, this is science fiction to a degree, but is it? I mean, I've, I've got, like yourself, Ben, I've, I've looked and watched a great many movies, and I always find that there's a kernel of truth hidden amongst all the, the glamour and the technology and the, uh, you know, the hocus-pocus, as they say, of all the uh, technical ability to make things appear to be more than they are, special effects and all that, and then in turn, but there is always a glimmer of truth from the aspect being that this might well happen. So, uh, I mean, I don't know, you know, can't imagine what a world like that would be uh, exactly, but we need to understand exactly where we need to be with this artificial intelligence and exactly how far afield we're going to make use of it. And then in turn, you know, you turn aside from that and you get into the other things. Uh, you know, we, we are polluting our earth and, of course, we need to get a handle on it and decide what it is we need to do. Uh, in combating this pollution because we're destroying our earth. We're polluting our air. We're polluting our water. Uh, we're polluting our crops. We're polluting everything. Now, again, you know, uh, from a spiritual perspective, uh, we take it from the idea that whatever effect something is going to have on you is from your perspective. In other words, if you believe something has a negative effect on you, then it will have a negative effect. If you believe it will have a positive effect on you, then it might well have a positive effect. But there is still the, the telltale reality that we do, in fact, uh, we are incarnated into these physical beings, these bodies that we walk around in, and they, in turn, are becoming negatively affected by our environment. And regardless of what we may or may not think, or regardless of what we may or may not perceive, uh, there is the reality that uh, our environment is becoming very negative, and the way in which we treat each other has become somewhat a, a whole lot more negative than it ever used to be. Um, there seems to be a lot less love, a lot less charity, a lot less compassion, and a lot less mercy in the world than there used to be, say, a hundred years ago. Um, and again, this is just my personal opinion through observation. But I mean, uh, it is a time that we need to come together as one unified race in order to make these decisions because these decisions are going to affect the whole race and our future of our race. And that's why I say, you know, we fall, I fall back to the tenet that our creator or creators is pure love and that that pure love needs to be instilled upon our hearts 
in such a way that we listen more so to our hearts than we do our minds. Because our minds, of course, are logical to a to cer- certain extent, and then, of course, they are creative on the other side. But it is our hearts that have been downplayed to a large ex- extent. And part of this is, is desensitization. You know, we see violence constantly, and eventually, over time, we, it becomes instilled in us as a normalcy to our environment, as a normalcy to our everyday experience. And as a result of that, we are not reaching out compassionately. We are not reaching out to help each, each other when they are negatively affected. Rather, we are uh, walking aside from it or walking away from it or ignoring it and so forth. And so this is why I think we need to come together under the uh, common bond of love. And it's a universal love. It's an unconditional love, one that, you know, reaches out to everybody regardless of what state of being they happen to be in. That's where we have to get to for sure. Mankind has been really busy killing his own kind as long as history has been recorded, you know. So we we do do need some attitude adjustments for sure, you know. Oh, yes, I agree. I could not agree more. I mean, um, and this completely overhauls in a lot of regards how we see or judge and create society as a whole. Uh, You know, we we structure our society that the wealthy make the decisions for the, uh, the minority that are the wealthy make the decisions for the majority that are the the middle class and the poor. And that, you know, uh, granted we try in a democracy to make our laws fit for the entirety of of the people as a whole, yet it seems at times that our, even our democracy is controlled to a large extent in the greater interests of the rich making more and more profit while the people themselves suffer greatly because, you know, we have more people starving in the U.S. now than probably ever before in history. We have more people homeless in the U.S. than we have ever, ever had in history. And this homelessness and this starvation and need for food and sustenance is tremendously building to a crucial point or almost a crisis point worldwide. Uh, this is not just something that we're suffering for or from here in the United States, but it's going on, you know, in Afghanistan, for example, or Pakistan or India uh, and China even, uh, places where the populations uh, are at war with each other or they are having severe droughts or they are having severe loss of uh, food sustenance to, the, to their, the mass populations as a whole. And it really is a shame because we are fully capable of creating more than enough food to feed the entire world. Yet, for some reason, uh, we are throwing away more food in order to be profitable than we are in taking consideration that that food could readily be uh, spread forward or distributed out to those that are most in need. Now, yes, we have food banks and uh, resources of this nature, 
but uh, the amount of food banks and the amount of food being distributed uh, is a far cry short of all of those in need by any measure or any consideration. And, you know, when it comes to pollution, here's the thing, you know, we have the technological ability to completely do away with all of our pollution if we go away from oil, uh, because oil not only pollutes our air through our gasoline, but it also is used in petrochemical creation of uh, products such as plastics and things of this nature that, you know, don't deteriorate. Uh, You know, they go into landfills and they can stay in a landfill for 140 years. That's an awful long time before something begins to disintegrate. Whereas, for example, if plastic were made out of silica, uh, then in turn, granted, it may turn the oil regime on on their heads because they would suddenly find that they don't have as many customers as they might now. But at the same time, it would clean up the pollution and it would also be using uh, uh, substance that can be revitalized and continually reused without doing damage to our immediate ecosystems. That's true. That's that's true. We need to get to that point, yeah. It's a difficult uh, thing to do, though, unless we have a change in our... uh, in our uh, in our minds, our collect our collective minds have to change in order to, yes. to bring that bring that around. Agreed. Yes, we seem to sit on a, a, a shift that is needed in paradigm, a shift that is needed in the grandiose overall picture of how we perceive ourselves, not only as a race but also as civilizations and communities. You know, so that in turn we begin to help each other instead of to war with each other. We begin to shelter each other instead of throw each other on the streets. Uh, We begin to once more to actually begin to truly treat each other as human beings rather than as animals to some extent. Um, And it really is a shame. And uh, when any kind of a crisis of this nature comes about, it is of great spiritual precedence because it also shows that you know it is a time for unity spiritually rather than it is for the lesser nature to be given uh, the driver's seat consistently Um, because if you go go at things from an approach of spirituality then of course all are equals Uh, There is no longer any need for hatred. There is no longer a need for judgment. There is no longer a need for bias of any kind. Because from a spiritual nature, uh, there is no need to judge because we are pure love. And we recognize the purity of that love residing in everyone. And so therefore, from that perspective, excuse me, we are all equals. And so... uh, but of course, like you say, there, there are thousands of years of mindset, you know, that, that have to be changed. And it has to be changed drastically to, certain, to a certain degree, of course. Uh, I, I believe some of it is, Richard, is being changed now. Uh, we're being driven toward each other 
uh, because of the current events that are taking place in the uh, in our political situation, and uh, it's making us uh, see each other as equals uh, rather than where we used to be uh, separate all the time. But I think that this, what's happening now, I think coming out of it, uh, people will be closer to each other. They'll have a, a closer sense of purpose in it. That's, uh, that's my feel on it because my attitude has uh, been altered some, and I've, I've uh, heard various people talk and so we're we're talking just the same people all the time. The the race thing with the, with the uh, black population, for instance, they're coming around and becoming colorless. And uh, colorless is uh, is where we need to get to. We we need to be a colorless. Uh, throw out the obstacles that that we we see and and just see people as people. And I, I see some progress there, uh, Richard. Uh, I, I watch the news pretty close and uh, and study it, and that's my my feel on it that there is some improvement. Uh, I've seen some of the uh, people that teach on the uh, the uh, consciousness that uh, the universe has that shares, and uh, I think that. That's in motion right now, and I think, I think we may be getting, we just may be getting better right now as a people and uh, start thinking of, uh, it, just thinking of ourselves rather than splitting ourselves up into tribes and and uh, and causing uh, hate and discontent and killing and, and all of that. But I do well, see Well, I hope, certainly right? hope I so. I really do. I, well, I that makes hope. two of us. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you do, <laughs> but uh, we um, because need hope right now. We need a lot of hope right now. We really do. Well, I do believe, you know, that there is a trend that is going on, fortunately, in the uh, more recent generations. You know, those the, the, the children that are in their 20s and 30s are coming of a mindset that, yes, uh, we need a consciousness shift. We need to look upon life uh, from a more spiritual perspective, putting our spirituality first and then everything second. And I think yes. this, this in and of itself will overcome all of the obstacles that we have been creating from both our mental and our emotional selves. Yes. Um, and to erase, like you say, all the borders, you know, make people colorless, make people one union, one one uh, united race, you know. Uh, and there are a great many movements that are going on right now, not only here in the U.S., but also all over the world, where there are forums being held and conferences being held and all kinds of, you know, different experts and so forth coming together to bring all the knowledge to the table of so that in turn we have these choices and we can make these decisions in the benefit towards the entirety of our race and the entirety of the continuance of our race rather than just, you know, uh, well, let's see, you know, I'm, I'm over here and I'm in district so-and-so and so district so-and-so is going to be doing this and this and this and the rest of the districts, well, they can do whatever they need to do, <laughs> which has yeah, always been. Them. <laughs> Good old yeah, exactly. bad old them, Richard. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
which is has been around it's for thing, you know it's uh, it's gone on forever and uh, I Very see true. that breaking down though in our society I really do uh, I, I just uh, I watch a lot of news I do a lot of studying and uh, over the uh, internet sources and whatnot that's the feel the feel that I have now is a, is a good feeling in that regard uh, it's just a question is it enough soon enough you know true yes I too have, have been you know watching a lot of YouTubes and a lot of different speakers and presentations and conferences and so forth not so much on the news front in regards to you know other than, of course, being aware of what is going on in our world to a lesser extent. That's pretty much me. That, uh, that's the way I do it, too. I just, I just very quickly sum up whatever the news is and, and have to bypass the mainstream, mainstream media, basically, in order to, to feel like you're getting any truth at all. And I, I just kind of go over that real, uh, really quickly and uh, pick up what I can and then try to get into the spiritual side of it and the progress we're making as, as far as bringing our, our nation back around, the, the politics of that. Uh, there's a lot more involved here now than just politics. And uh, with the cabal and, and all of that, we're, we're in a situation that we've never been in before, you know. And uh, it's, uh, it's a deadly game that's going on out there right now. It's so one that we have to win, you know. Anyway, that's my take. It's my impression from from the information I get, you know. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, as an observer, as you know, like you say, I just take thoughts like you do, and, and streams of thought, and trend, and notice trends, and so forth, yeah, and yeah. Uh, observe what is going on around us and what is coming across. Um, uh, Richard, uh, do you mind if I interject with a? Uh, Obituary on uh, on uh, Robert Steele. Not at uh, all. It, it is reported on the celebrities plural celebrities deaths plural dot com celebrities death celebrities plural deaths plural dot com and uh, I'm looking at a uh, Facebook uh, uh I'm reading it off Facebook, and I sent a uh, a link down to you and uh, Teresa there a minute ago. So I'm assuming this is correct, and it says that uh, Robert Steele's death, obituary news, former Marine CIA case officer Robert David Steele has died, and uh, that's I just thought I'd pass that over to you because uh, we had discussed it earlier. Well. As I say, may he rest in peace, and may you know all of those who right, have been. right. He's uh, he's okay, you know. I've learned I've learned that uh, in in my studies and what have you, you know. Uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna be all right as much as we are, you know. Oh yeah, I always like to say, well, they're in a far better place than we are, and from <laughs> from that aspect, I mean, if you know. It's like you 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 put on a new a new pair of glasses because yeah. as you move to the other side, you suddenly realize exactly who you are, exactly where you came from. You're suddenly surrounded with the most intense love and acceptance that you could ever experience. 
Uh, and in turn, you know, all of those that have gone before you, you're, you're now hoarding a party with, so to speak. So you're welcome to the, to the other side by the, all those that have gone before you. That is, of course, if some of them aren't already back here, which, of course, that's a matter of spiritual choice and decision. But, uh, you know, you're welcomed home by a great many familiar faces. I'll put it that way. And, you know, you feel love with such an intensity of acceptance that it is beyond words. And so, yes, from that aspect, he is most certainly in a far better place than we are here simply because it's like we are just now beginning to learn exactly what all this love entails and exactly how best to express it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's been a long, long learning curve, for sure, for thousands, maybe even millions of years, um, as far as humanity goes, you know. We're working out the kinks, and of course, I'm, I always try to be as optimistic as I can be, but you know, uh, there's always hope, there's always the faith in mankind as a whole, as an expression of the creative source of all, that Yes, we are finding that love that sustains us, and we are beginning to learn how to express that love towards each other. And, of course, once this occurs, then, yes, there will be a drastic shift. Uh, of course, there are, there are those of the mindset that have say that basically the Earth herself is already transited into the fifth dimension. In other words, an identical Earth, or maybe even this Earth. Yeah, this is kind of hard to wrap your head around because you're saying that two Earths existed simultaneously at the same time. The only reason they're not in relevance to each other is because one is at a different frequency and vibration than the other. And that people themselves can transit from the third dimension, which is uh, you know, the, the physical reality we normally walk around in, to the fifth dimension by surely shifting their conscious awareness. In other words, they increase their vibration and frequency, and now they're in the fifth dimension. And That's very interesting. That's, these are all the things that uh, that my journey has just set out uh, to learn more about, you know, and it's, uh, that is a wonderful prospect. Yes, and I most certainly hope it's true, because we have to save ourselves from ourselves. <laughs> yes, we do. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Mankind is—he's uh, born with a with the dynamite in both hands and a short fuse. You know, that's his that's his nature. <laughs> We've got so yep. much to learn. <laughs> but uh, yep. I do have hope. I do have. Uh, uh, I don't think the Creator that God created us to lose us. Or, uh, I don't. I, I think in the long run uh, he'll hold on to us, if at all possible, in every way. You know. So as we stumble along and keep learning, uh, perhaps we'll do enough right till we till we can advance. Always, you know. Or as your saying goes, you keep doing it until you get it right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah a good way of putting it it sure is yeah just just keep exercising it's uh, yep. like a battle plan you, you go over it and you go over it and you go over it and when it comes about you got a better chance of uh, of it working you know 
<laughs> yeah, that's very true as well. And then, of course, there are those who say we are actors on a stage, and it is up to us how we, what role we play and how we react to the other actors yeah. that are on the stage. You know? Absolutely. The challenge is set before us. That's right. What do we do with it? The ball's in the court. And I guess the big question is, what are you going to do with it, you know? And that, that's that's the big picture, I suppose, is uh, when the challenges come, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to handle it, you know? Yeah. And I agree, idea. you know, this this crazy pandemic that we've gone through, of course, and that we're still going through stages of, so it would appear, because it keeps mutating all the time, I guess, uh, made us focus inwardly. You know, we went to isolation in order to yep. uh, allow it not to spread as far and wide as it might. Uh, we've gone, of course, we've gone, uh-huh. of course, to masking and inoculations and all this kind of thing, and in hopes that you know, eventually, maybe at some point in time in the fairly near future, uh, we'll get back to what may be a new normal. Simply because I, I you think, can't. Uh, absolutely, I, I, that's part of that's part of what I was getting at earlier uh, about that we're being driven toward each other for a change, you know, and the people going through a common ordeal like we are in this COVID thing and uh, and other problems uh, that present themselves. Uh, we are we're kind of dry of uh, huddling in in our, into one camp more and more in one into one camp. And uh, I think that's that's where we need to get. We need to get in in one camp and have a common uh, common purpose, uh, based on reason and uh, you know good leadership. But uh, I see some good in it in the long run. That's just my take on it. You know. I agree, or at least like yourself, I'm filled with hope and inspiration and faith and trust. Absolutely. That you yeah, know. Got to have hope. We we live we live on hope and uh, expectation. You know, uh, we we're breathing, but we don't think about the next breath. We just assume that we're going to get the next breath. You know, so so we do yes. have to believe and have faith as we as we march through life. Oh yes, or the next heartbeat, for that matter. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, every breath, every second is a gift, and uh, so we kind of ask ourselves, what are we going to do with it? What are we doing with our time, and and all of that? And are we are we actually trying to help our fellow man, and rather than uh, attack him and injure him, you know? Right. So I'm, as, as I get older, uh, I've I've learned some things, and uh, I guess that's part of as we live, uh, we're supposed to supposed to learn as we go and I hope that uh, that I have learned at least a reasonably close to what I should be doing I'm, we never know but uh, try to learn as much as I can I think living is learning uh, Richard to me it is that's why I'm, oh, I'm so interested in, I'm, I'm interested in so many different things there's not a day goes by that I'm not researching something, you know. Yeah, I could not agree more, you know. Yeah, it's 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 part of living, and it's interest. It's, it's 
it's an interesting thing to do to explore creation and and everything. So that's that's what I do. That's uh, kind of describes me in a nutshell. I'm I'm always trying to learn something else, you know. Yep. Well, I know I know you've seen a great deal. There ain't no doubt about that, you know. I mean, I've been around the block a few times, yeah. Coming up, coming up on that century mark. I mean, you know. <laughs> but I'm trying to take a bit older than you already are. But you know, uh, I mean, you know, you've you've gone past the seventy-five year mark, so three quarters yeah. of the century. Yeah, I'm forty-eight, yeah. turned backwards right now, wow. and so uh, I've come a lot farther than I ever thought I would. And I've been very fortunate to have uh, had, uh, e- even with the arterial disease in our family, six of, uh, of uh, in my immediate family of us had open heart surgery, for instance. And so I've had uh, a lot of medical stuff, but it uh, it's made it possible for me to uh, to be here this far out into the future, you know. So we take a blessing when we can get it, you know. Oh, yeah, and I think, you know, we only go home when we finish doing whatever it is we came here to do. Not yeah, that we ever necessarily... Very good, very truly, good point, yeah. Not that we necessarily ever truly know what it is that That's we're right. attempting yeah, to do. That. Because, I mean, like you have said, you know, we wake up every morning and we learn something new from that given day or even sometimes hour-to-hour changes drastically. Absolutely, but, Absolutely. The trials trials and the hardships and the challenges we go through just make us stronger. Not necessarily in the body, but certainly in faith. I think so, yeah, yeah. We we see stuff we agree with and we disagree with and whatnot. We just, just keep going and learning what we can, pick up what we can, and try to be constructive. Try to try right. to learn the stuff that's beneficial, you know. Sure, or if, as you say, you know, learn to agree to disagree. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a big without one. Right right. Without that necessarily, without that is a big one. That's a big button. Taking the block there. off or something. <laughs> that's talk. the one that. The, <laughs> that's the one that we're the, as a group, as a people, we're just learning. We're just learning about that. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, you know, there there are many, many, many paths of initiation, many, many paths of insight, many, many paths of garnered wisdom that have transited down through the years. And all of them have a valid truth within them. It's all like, you know, you have one kernel, one seed of truth within all of these many flowers. And then it depends on whether how large a garden you want to create because they all shine in their own beauty, in their own way. And, you know, it is bringing out the beauty and it is appreciating the beauty of not only the nature that surrounds us, but also the nature that is within us. And it is in recognizing, you know, that uh, we each hold a spark of the divine within us. We each hold the nature of our creators within us. We each are a personification per se, of that divine nature in expression, in our physical forms, in the 
expression that we make, whether it be verbal, whether it be musical, whether it be poetic, whether it be in writing, all of these various forms of expression, you know, uh, transit out amongst us all. And I know from, you know, personal experience, of course, that music is very healing. It can be very uplifting. It can be very, very healing um, to our spirits. It can be very healing to our physical selves, our mental selves, our emotional selves. It is just, you know, um, one of them, one of God's greatest gifts, you could say, because it's been used. It's been used so many times to express hardship. It's been used so many times to express emotional stress. It's been used so many times to express joy. It's been used so many times to express coming together. And and maybe that's maybe that's part of the key to it all, you know? Yeah, yeah. Finding the chords that resonate amongst us all so that in turn we can form a symphony as a race rather than being left alone or shunned because we happen to strike a note that's out of place or something. <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> we need to stay in the same orchestra, don't we? <laughs> that's where we need to be, uh, in the same orchestra nope. together, you know, <laughs> in the same choir. Oh, yep. <laughs> or the same, the same big family of same big family of instruments, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Music is a marvelous thing, and. Uh, Seven notes, I guess fourteen tones or half steps, and and an infinite number of songs can be uh, generated from that. That is so fascinating, you know. Yes, and it's interesting because you know if if you go at it from a spiritual side, those seven notes also also resonate with our seven chakras or our seven energy centers throughout the body. And then in turn, you know, uh, we all vibrate to you know, we all have individual names, and these names resonate to the specific frequency, a specific vibration, or a specific note, one could say, in yeah. the grand orchestra of creation, of course. Uh, they so you bring it. The, the shared uh, consciousness thing was uh, something really revealing to me when I came to study a little bit in this to find out that the uh, your plant and your tree out there has uh, shared consciousness with you. It makes it then make sense why you can uh, sing to a plant and uh, treat it well and whatnot, and it'll do really well if you. If you make a lot of obnoxious uh, music around it, then it doesn't do so well. And uh, so it is amazing. This shared consciousness thing is uh, it is an amazing thing to me. And uh, I, I would, had never thought about that at all. But it, uh, it does make sense that the, the universe does have a shared consciousness. That's really a wonderful thing, really. Uh, yes. To just uh, just to think in in terms of that, and they they speak of that as a necessity too for ascension, you know, or or, or resurrecting. Ever how people want to look at it, uh, so we have to get that shared consciousness <clears throat> strong enough, 
in in order to do that. And so it's uh, I'll be singing a lot more to my plants, <laughs> and I love to uh, walk in the in the in the forest and all of that stuff too. I look at it in a little bit different light now than I used to. Uh, even when I'm on my walk, uh, I generally uh, pick a few flowers, uh, wildflowers, when I'm out and uh, bring to my wife, and that's kind of a tradition. And uh, I find myself, uh, as as the seasons kind of get short, and uh, I see the honeybees and the butterflies on, on a, a bunch of flowers, I'll find myself taking less of it and leaving more for them, you know, for the insects and whatnot because of, because of the consciousness thing made me think, you know what I'm saying, it make it, make room for them too, you know. Sure. Yep. I mean, you know, so I, all I just, things... I just divided up with them. <laughs> all things living have a consciousness. All things living have a shared consciousness because they all that is so amazing that is so amazing too really is and I'll give you another wonderful thing to to ponder it's the vanilla the vanilla bee Uh, as a man in in Mexico I guess is where the vanilla bee was at least uh, in modern history was discovered and this these people, some man from Europe, he uh, he, he he took a bunch of uh, vanilla plants back to Europe, and uh, they they wouldn't uh, bloom. They wouldn't wouldn't produce anything, and he wondered about it and wondered about it. And he actually came back over to America, in Mexico, and he sat and watched some vanilla plants, just watched them, and then. These little bitty bees, very small bees, showed up, and they were able to get down into the, of the flower and pollinate. And then he knew he, he knew what he had to do at that point, and so he had to he had to take some uh, some of the bees back with him, and then he could do it in Europe. But it's been said that the, uh, the vanilla vanilla plant. And the vanilla bee must have been created at the same time because they, one doesn't get along without the other, I guess. So that's my take on it, and I find that extremely interesting. And uh, that old boy traveled across the, uh, over across the Atlantic to get back there and find out how come, how come the, it was working over here and wouldn't work for him. He just didn't have a bee, you know. <laughs> It turned yeah. out to be a little, little bitty bee, you know, just like a sweat bee almost. <laughs> Truly fascinating for sure. Yes, sir. And it, it like is. You said, it just shows that one supports the other. One is born out of Absolutely. creation to completely synchronistically harmonize with the other. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure the bee, the bee is fed from the plant and the plant is fed by the bee. Exactly. So I, Exactly. Yeah, one needs the other, you know. Yeah. And and they make it work. It works out. And uh, I'm sure there are other instances uh, in the world of people that study such things. That's just me uh, watching a documentary, documentary about it. Not, I just remember it from watching the documentary, you know. Yeah. 
And I'm sure that there are lots and lots and lots of instances all throughout nature that are similar. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all kinds of different insects supporting all. Around, yeah, I'd say so. Yes. You know, I would. Uh, I would. Uh, I definitely. I would definitely say so on that. Lots of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, our woods become overcrowded with trees, and then sometimes, you know, nature creates a fire, and you know, the, the trees are burned down, and then in turn, the the field is left open, and in turn, a new forest over time generates itself. Yes, that, now, that's course, true, absolutely. Uh, and even if the trees don't burn down, uh, if the leaves and uh, some of the limbs burn up and everything, it lets in more sunlight. And so then uh, different kinds of life can thrive. And uh, it, uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing process. It really is. And I guess uh, the, the Lord made lightning uh, for a purpose, to, to set fires <clears throat> occasionally to, uh, to, to, to nourish the, uh, you know, to nourish the forest. You've got to. You got to get that brush out of the way and get the limbs and the, the shade out of the way in order to for the little stuff to live down there, you know. So it's a it's a wonderful process. It's a tremendous process. So I mean, you know, you could say that uh, mankind is one humongous forest, you know, and maybe we're getting to that point that we ourselves are crowding out the sunlight. We are. Yeah have been in darkness for too long and now it is time for us to breathe in the light and to share the light and to share the love and to bring forth, you know, compassion and deep respect and deep appreciation for the uniqueness of each other. Regardless of how we may look, rather we greet each other with love and equality without bias, without judgment. And that's the lesson that's being learned, and that's the lesson that's on the burner right now, I think. You know, yeah. can yeah. we rise above? Can we truly become more in spirit from a physical, mental, and emotional aspect? Can we give all of our our five senses and our bodies and everything else, can we surrender to God? Can we surrender to our creators to know that in the heart of our being, that our spirit is what speaks the truth, that our spirit speaks to our heart, and our heart in turn resonates with the same chords or music of God, you could say. And it is in turn by sharing that music, by sharing that insight, by sharing that light, that love, that in turn we will pull back from this darkness and perhaps we will web a worldwide web of not mm-hmm. only community, but also uh, an outreach, one hand reaching another hand and another hand reaching another hand and another hand reaching another hand until all the arms are brought together in symphony so that in turn... That's where we need to get to. We've got some work cut out to do it, but uh, that's the path we need to be on. And uh, I think we're started. Uh, I do. I think... uh, for the first time in my life, uh, lifetime as far as uh, big change, society-wise, uh, I think is occurring now at this point in my life, and uh, that's my feel. I can feel it and see it, 
because of the hatreds of the past and the prejudices of the past, past and whatnot would be would get in the way too much. But like I said earlier, right now the uh, the black people uh, they're becoming colorless, and uh, we're becoming colorless to them, you know, and uh, and other ethnic groups as well. So it's amazing what's happening. Uh, some of the people I've, I I uh, subscribe to on the internet. It, it's absolutely amazing what's going on in that in that area. So it's uh, that's really good, you know. Humanity, yep. uh, humanity is going to have to be colorless. From everything I'm studying and, and hearing, uh, races uh, are the different beings in the universe is uh, endless, and the difference in looks is endless. So we better get used to not worrying about that. You know, we we better be colorless, as they say, <laughs> and just take it as it comes. Very uh, much agreed. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there, Richard. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, you know, I think we will. I remain yes, ever optimistic. I feel like we will, yeah. I feel like we will. We're in a we're in crunch time right now, uh, in many ways, with our situation that uh, the dark cloud hanging over us. But I, I kind of got a feeling that 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 cloud will be gone uh, in this month of, of uh, September. And it's just a good feeling I have. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe we can talk again. <laughs> we'll see if that worked out. But that's my field. Well, Benny, Ben, yes, you like to be called Ben. I saw Benny on LinkedIn, but oh, Benny, it's really dark cloud over me where I'm at in Gulf Breeze right now. I think it's called Hurricane Ida. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's a big old cloud out there. So some things I can't help when there's a big old dark cloud over me. I, yeah. I think this one I'm going to have to leave to nature. And Mother God and Father God and all those that birth us and bring us down here to the planet, whoever they all are. But I do believe there are different <laughs> levels of beings and that some of them may be able to help us and some may just observe. But, you know, having the fact that we're in our human form and we can use our time with each other and call it a church still is amazing because so many people don't want to go to church anymore. And Internet church church in a church to me now the way i understood it in the bible was that was the people although i do know that jesus said he would found his church but the catholic believe it was peter but they're all gone and they were all martyred and oh massacred and oh beheaded and all that stuff back then which is hard to believe because of the way we think now at least in america you know but you know the abrahamic face uh, jews muslims and uh was it Jews, Muslims, Christians? <laughs> yeah, I guess Christians, Muslims, yeah. Which one am I forgetting? Oh, yeah, that Protestant one over in America. Yeah, the one that raised <laughs> me over here. You know, y'all are making some good colorless choices there. And you're right, it doesn't matter. Although the Abrahamic face may have always had the warring God in the beginning of the New Testament, but folks that we do follow, like Ben started. In the beginning, I started Richard quoting things out of the New Testament. But, you know, it's uh, to bring things full circle back to faith. Faith, 
and the pastors of faith, that's who I'm looking for to help me with my synchronicity and serendipity and what I'm doing in the Internet church. Because, you know, it's bringing people together in the gathering of those that have a good spirit and those that do have faith no matter what, you know, because we found out, and I'll talk scientifically now because of the spiritual science that we say we're spiritual scientists and metaphysicians that have come together, ACE Metaphysical Institute, to make our Ascension Cosmos Oracles, which is a not-for-profit in, in Florida. But we come together universally saying that, you know, we'll just do what's right, do what's good. And, you know, I just tell people, they say, well, what do I have to do to be in your church? I say, be good. Yeah, <laughs> the bottom line is. Just be good. <laughs> do what is right. But, you know, if you want to be in the Jesus portal, you have to believe in Jesus. So, you know, those are choices we make. Now, when I died, uh, at that time, I saw angels when I was a little girl, just so uh, Richard was telling you about my near death, and he is. But when I was a little girl, uh, I left and went up into a spacecraft when I was only three or four. Now, that's before I knew who God or Jesus Well, I guess no, because I was baptized in the church, uh, the light church, Church of Light, is a, uh, in the Baptist church, First Baptist church. They sprinkled me, so who knows? But at least I yeah. didn't go on the dark side. I've never been drawn to the dark side, even when I read the books, you know, of Aleister Crawley and the, uh, the dark magic and all that, you know. And I understand all that, but I, in order to understand it, I had to read about it. But that's the way with books, folks. Now, with spirit, faith, you know, they've had two mice. And, of course, they, they're always operating in scientific ways because it, science is about measuring what we can measure. It's very hard to measure esoteric essence, which even uh, Elon Musk, when he was talking to a couple of guys, said, you know, this is digital data because they're like, well, what is this AI you keep talking about? And uh, it's on YouTube. Y'all can go see it. Just look up Elon Musk or anything on him. A couple of guys went by his place. He sent a little white. He's whistling and talking and be on his phone. But you know, they two guys, like two little white mice, go talk to him about it was digital data. That's what he said. What is AI, digital data? But he says we should be scared of it. So, you know, depends on whether you believe in a man that was born. He's a white man born in South Africa. But, you know, getting past colorless, it doesn't matter because in space, probably don't have any. Now, the people I worked with in space, red, white, blue, yellow, pink, white, purple, whatever, it depends on the color and the oxygen hits their blood because their blue blood's on the planet. If you're a humanoid, Tom. But the mice, going back to science and mice, they put two mice in water at the same time, and they pulled one out for a minute or two, put him back in, and it's sort of not fair because the other one kept swimming, right? But after the other one had drowned, the other one kept going a lot longer. I think they said 20 minutes longer. Maybe it was two hours longer. I don't remember how long. I was just impressed. And uh, the guys that studied it reported the science. Now, this is, y'all, don't hold me to the exact flight paper because I'm not going to go look it up. But the, <laughs> the, I saw this on YouTube recently, last couple of days. So that's why it's on my mind is it's recent. But the two guys talking about it said, uh, one of the guys that was asking a question, well, why did the other mice last longer? They said, hope faith, the fact that he had faith that somebody was going to come along and pull him out again. 
So that yeah. <laughs> in recent times, August 2021, the scientific story that I heard on YouTube from these two famous guys in science and a famous entrepreneur, actually, y'all probably know who I'm talking about, but if you don't, just look up stuff like that. But the fact that faith, if you have faith, and I heard this when I was a little kid, and I saw it on TV once because I was always into caves. And when I was little, I got to go to Carlsbad Caverns, and that was my campaign. I don't know why I got that in my mind. Some people tell me it was ETs, that they control me. And, you know, I got a lot of haters out there, but, uh, you know, people that don't believe in things I talk about, but uh, they think I'm just making stuff up. But And it's up to you whether you believe in stuff or not. So that's your faith. And my ministry is about what I've experienced and my story and then where I get education in books. Now, book learning, you can read yourself into anything or read yourself out of anything. We've all proven that because we've come and go in many world religions, which me and Ben were talking about that. But, you know, if you study stuff and you incorporate it and it feels right, we say – in the new age or ascension age, that if it resonates with you, great. You know, if it feels good, if it makes you feel uplifted towards ascension. So that's the key word. So that mouse, you know, he may have been a mouse and we may have been connected, <laughs> connected like the trees and everything, but that little mice thought somebody was going to come by and pick him back up again. So when you're buried in the ground, he was going to be resurrected. <laughs> Somebody's going to come get him. So maybe the Jesus story into the portal through Jesus told us. Now, people believe he went back in Tibet and studied over there in the the oldest world. And I can't imagine why he wouldn't. But we don't know. We know what we've heard from people and the people that still tell the stories. If you've ever been over to Israel and Jerusalem and done all your work and walk the path and all that. But if you go or study Egypt and the pyramids, you go over and you learn firsthand. Now, I went to Spain and Portugal. I learned a lot of stuff in Europe, but you learn a lot in genealogy too. But you and yeah. your path, it may take you, it may not. You may have the funds. Now, Americans over here, because we have to say, USA and made in America, and this is an American-made church, American on the Internet, it's an Internet church on Sundays, Sunday go to meeting. But I told Grandpa, he was 108 years and nine months, I would keep the faith and uh, keep the religion going, even though his grandson, my husband, said, no, don't, Grandpa, don't wish that on her. He said, I'm not wishing on her, I'm going to give it to her. He believed in the faith, and a lot of people, and Richard can tell you this when they pass over, they will touch you or pray with you and give you their denomination or their following, sort of like we have evangelists on the Internet. A lot of people don't know they're called evangelists. So I was telling uh, Ben earlier before we went online about Vince Cerf. Or is it, yeah, Vint, V-I-N. He's a, a chief evangelist at Google. Now, I don't know why they came up with that word, evangelist, because you heard of television evangelist. And uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker <laughs> uh, took it a whole new way on public broadcasting. And I think it, I forget TBN or Turner Broadcast. I forgot which one they were on, but I know they gave it a bad name, but they made a big thing and got a big following. He's back out there making money on television evangelists. But I wanted to mention, y'all were talking about the changes 
Now, Google has, uh, you know, about interplanetary, and we're talking about uh, being online and helping Internet-wise and helping others get the word out on radio. And up there yeah. on space, they're going to keep the radio waves because we're talking fiber optics in the future, folks, out there in space, interplanetary, Mars to Moon, Moon to Earth, and also to Jupiter and other planets. And the, uh, But it's going to take us a few thousand years to get there. So uh, we're learning we can do Moon and Mars because we've already sent, you know, we had opportunity, uh, spirit, we had them go up there. And uh, while uh, we couldn't get as much as 128 kilobytes, I believe is what they say, uh, but we had, we were storing memory in packets and bring it back to Earth. And so we hooked up with NASA, right, to do that. And so Google and Vent uh, and uh, what was his name? David Kane. Let me look it up. K-A-H-N. And uh, Vent Surf. Now, I, I followed Tim Berners-Lee, but starting back uh, – let me start where Ben can come in. Ben, you started with Homestead about 96, wasn't it, on, yeah, online when you started I, training? I, I did, yeah. yeah. I started out with uh, with Homestead. I actually, uh, before I got to Homestead, I think I used, I maybe might have, uh, I don't know if I used the GoDaddy drag and drop before that or not, but Homestead is uh, is the one that, that I've been with the longest, and and uh, that I, I I use it because it's easy to use, you know. Well, let me uh, say, GoDaddy. I didn't start with them till I think it was '98, to be honest, and that was with Wild West, which was yeah. uh, the guy was in the uh, the history I should know off the top of my head, but I was with Net Solu- DARPA Net Solutions uh, was the yeah. beginning. DARPA Net Solutions. Now, Net Solutions, I know, uh, I don't remember. I know it was uh, Star Technologies didn't start till 2003. I know yeah. that because I was uh, – but they did have like a website tonight. Uh, let me see. I'm on let – me, let me just look that up, Ben, because you just made me wonder. Folks, yeah, what we're doing uh, is talking about Internet Church, uh, but how we're going to lead us forward and use the tools that we meet here on because we all got different software. It says uh, GoDaddy.com is an American publicly traded Internet domain registration uh, out of Tempe, Arizona. CEO is Aman Bhutani now, September 4, 2019. Good lands, that's wrong. They got that wrong. As of June 2020, GoDaddy has more than 20 million. Do they not have enough information on Bob Parsons on here? Let me look at Wikipedia. <laughs> they're not they're not doing their job and I give them money too. Now I've it doesn't have enough information years. on here. Yeah. Well they don't uh, have all of it like they used to. GoDaddy was founded in nineteen ninety seven in Phoenix yeah. by Bob Parsons. So but it oh, says okay. old GoDaddy logo until twenty nineteen. Now they changed the GoDaddy. Remember the the a cartoon guy with green glasses and orange hair. That yeah, was uh, yeah. supposed to be Bob Parsons. Now, it says uh, GoDaddy was founded in 97 in Phoenix, Arizona, by entrepreneur Bob Parsons, and he sold yeah. his financial software to uh, Parsons Technology to Intuit, I-T-I-N-T-U-I-T, for $65 million in 1994. So he came wow. out of his retirement in 97 
to launch Jomax, J-O-M-A-X Technologies, uh, after he that was named after a road in Phoenix, and became GoDaddy Group Inc. and strategically investment uh, in 2011 from a private equity of KKR Silver Lake and Technology Crossover. So the company yeah. is uh, located in Scottsdale up until April 2021. So they just moved to Tempe, Arizona, T-E-M-P-E. So you started, now remember, he started 1997, but now it says company growth. Now this is what I want you all to know, because I started nine years ago with GoDaddy, but since, I mean, uh, no, I've been with GoDaddy since really the inception back. It says 2001, soon after Network Solutions. Now that's who I was with, folks. That's how old I am. But now, you're listening to two guys. One's a little younger than me and one. But Ben started doing this stuff with me. So uh, Network Solutions was no longer in place to register a domain. So GoDaddy was approximately the same size as competitors, Dotster and Enom, E-N-O-M. So in April 2005, GoDaddy becomes the largest accredited ICANN, which, you know, I'm a member, it's a nonprofit, ICANN, accredited yeah, register on the, on the Internet. So domain names, DNS, domain names. Now, what it is is we put numbers with names and names with numbers. So if you want to know how all this works, you really need to have your name in a domain name, right? You own your name inside the Internet. So you have yeah. your domain name, and you buy it, and you get it registered with ICANN, I-C-A-N-N. That's the only thing ICANN has been good for was keeping that because there's really no government on the Internet. Okay, folks, I don't know if you all know that or not, but we have uh, we work with different big groups and different nonprofits, including GitHub, G-I-T-H-U-B, and then there's like the Internet Society, and then, the, you know, it's around the world. But we're working right now, at least I am, with GoDaddy and Blog Talk. Now, Blog Talk Radio, Ben, uh, and everybody listening, was bought by uh, Blog Talk out of New York was Mr. Joel Levy. And when I started with him back in 2006, he was uh, uh, in New York. And then by 2012, Blog Talk Radio was bought, and then uh, they sold it here, I think, 2019, to Spreaker, they were doing negotiating with VoxNest, V-O-X, Benny, VoxNest, VoxNest yes. and Spreaker. And now, are, now, now they've sold the whole shooting match, Blog Talk, Spreaker, and VoxNest, to iHeart. So it's like, folks, me and Benny and, and Richard may have bought a house a long time ago, and we may have had a mortgage and that mortgage who we thought was the bank, which is the way it used to be, or a mortgage company or Green Tree or somebody, would buy help you get in the house and loan you a loan. And then from there, they will wind up and sell it to people, and you don't even know it usually until you find out in the mail. And that's what I happened to me and a lot of people during the 2008. A lot of people had stuff, well, it was just all over the place. Now, that's what's <laughs> fixing to happen on the Internet. Now, Benny, you tell them what you know about the Internet because uh, we're nowhere splintering. And, folks, I'm making YouTubes, but even my YouTube company, Vidnami, got bought by GoDaddy. So we're going to have a new GoDaddy suite coming up, 
and I'll be able to make. But until then, we've got to just stay with radio, just like they're going to up there in space. Because we're not – what it is, Benny, is we're not going to be able to do all this up in space because the uh, planets keep spinning. And even though we get something pointed this direction, it's already spun around, right? That's why we have a big delay, you know, from Mars to the – you know what I'm saying? Do, do you understand? Yeah. Like 40 minutes to seven hours. And, uh, and the same thing with our satellites. But tell people what you heard about the splintering of the Internet. There's going to be at least three besides the government, education, and well, commercial, it, right? It, it sounds like you know a lot more about it than I do. Uh, I just understand that the Starlink satellites, I believe, are all in place now and that they're going to uh, pull the switch and it will cut out the uh, the old Internet system and that the uh, – Mainstream media, there's quite a bit of talk that uh, a great part of the mainstream media will will be in the dark and 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 shut out. Also, that this is what I'm hearing, and the Starlink uh, satellite system is supposed to be a hugely top internet. That uh, it's going to be global, and from from the last I checked on it, it's pretty much in place right now. And the switch is, from what I'm hearing, is they're they're close to pulling the switch, and uh, they're saying there'll be a period of uh, darkness. There'll be some announcements, and then a period <laughs> of darkness. Yeah, period of darkness, and then on the other side of the darkness, uh, some of the people are discussing uh, uh, martial law. What? And then, uh, yeah, that's what they're talking about. Well, he's and, commercial. Uh, the government, and uh, we got the power, the Internet, you know, and, uh, uh, well, Google, uh, this guy I'm talking about, Vince Cerf, with Google. Now, we've got NASA, and we've got, uh, but Starlink is growing. It's a high-speed Internet, but uh, his, that's, now, he's a commercial, but I can't believe they'd ever shut it down globally. But, uh, you know, but now, China has their own wall up. We can't do anything well, they, about China. The Starlink is supposed to be the that's the, the thing that's going to hook everybody around the globe together on the internet, and some of the other satellites that are currently serving uh, the internet system are are going to be put out of service, is what I hear. But again, I'm well, no, the government I'm nowhere. Our government started it all. Our government started it all, and then we got ATT Business Internet, you know. So yeah. AT&T will always be there. So uh, we've got the one, like I've got carbon under, so only if you're on satellite, but it would never, maybe the satellite for a few people that don't have it, but Starlink was supposed to get it up there where we could have more access around the globe for the people yes. that don't have the big city connections. Yeah. So the, 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 the faith and hope charity side is that uh, he's strictly going to, Offer commercial 2021 from the, uh, you know, with there's Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, yeah. Spectrum, front yeah. of the business. But we have a lot of people out there, in, but it's in television communication, Comcast, Mediacom, Spectrum. But I can't imagine it going dark. About You know how people spread rumors, but oh, yeah, I don't a lot think. Of, it, uh, could be, uh, it could be rumors, but I've heard it from different sources. 
and uh, part of it is cabal, cabal related, and uh, huh. the banking banking transactions ability for the uh, for the cabal people around the globe, and and uh, they want to they want to pull a switch on them so they they can't transact any credit and whatnot. Again, this this is what I hear. Well, that's the bank. So you're saying yeah. a bit? Are you are you talking? Are you talking? Uh, uh, like cryptocurrency, or you're saying yeah. uh, the dark web running on the on the phone yeah. systems. A lot of you vulgar sites and whatnot uh, cut them out, huh. and they're talking uh, gold standard is practically at the door from what I'm hearing from you know people that the uh, they use something like close to 200 nations are uh, tied in with it that it's already in place in Iraq. And that uh, the money they have, uh, like the lira or whatever it is in Italy, and the dollar here uh, will have uh, equal value in gold or silver or uh, precious metals. And that uh, there's even talk that uh, once it's in place, that uh, every person is going to be given a startup. Uh, this is wild and going to be given a startup uh, amount of gold in their in their accounts to uh, to get the system moving. They also talk so about You mean that Kennedy talk, tried to start back again? <laughs> I don't well, think we have enough gold underneath New York. Of course they were moving it from one bank to another to show all the big countries oh, back yeah. in the day. From I guess when they, they moved were, it from Fort Knox. Who knows? Reporting, uh, I'm sorry to talk over you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go I was going to say they're reporting that uh, that several airplanes full of gold was taken out of uh, of out of the Vatican and uh, down under down underneath, and and uh, there was a tunnel system a tunnel system going from the Vatican over into uh, toward Israel. That's supposed to have yeah. massive amounts of gold under there too. This is what I'm hearing. I don't know how how much you want to get into topics like that, but that's what I, that's what I hear. <laughs> well, we don't have any time left on today's show, but you know that's the stuff people like to hear about. But maybe we'll do another show, folks, and come back and talk about <laughs> the future. Uh, now I have Ascension Cosmos oracles, but I don't know hearsay evidence. You know, you got to cite your sources if we're going to do. Uh, my yes. press club, which is based on journalists, yes. not oh, hearsay, yeah. and not I, I agree with you. Theories. I agree with you. Should have, yeah, we should be able to. Yeah, yeah. We where we, who's who's saying it, and where are they willing exactly. to write a white paper on it? Exactly. <laughs> are they scientists? Yeah. Are they just uh-huh. writers? That, but that's stuff we got to look at because people. I'm going to be honest with you. Esoterically, once we speak it and enough people hear it, you may think it has to be measured and put on white paper so people can see it, touch yeah. it, feel it, taste it, smell it. But we that essence that Richard started this show with, if a lot of us think it into existence and you get enough people believing you, that's called the critical mass consciousness. And so that's why they don't like us to discuss stuff that we can't prove. 
are, are yeah. willing to say who who is accused who is your accusatory who is accusing or telling this so you have to be responsible now on the planet for what yes, comes out of your mouth and some of the abrahamic things believe you should be very careful but you know i'm i'm one for believing it doesn't matter if you're a male or female based on a religion i don't necessarily agree that we should have to wear a burqa because somewhere in one of those faiths at one time they wrote women should be seen and not heard or covered from head to toe <laughs> and their 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 hair is their glory but just because some old god said that but here's the rub. All of us only know as a monotheistic belief system in whichever, whether it's Christian, Jew, or Muslim, it all come from the same source in God because all Abrahamic faiths come from the same written word depending on how it was changed up. And the guy over there in the old country, the guy that talked to Gabriel, and I have to be very careful because I get start getting a lot of people hating on me, but he was uh, – he was Jewish before he was a Muslim. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that, okay? Yeah. Now, which way you pray to Mecca and which way you want to circle a piece of stone out of space, see, I'm getting way out there, and I'm just saying my opinion. But, you know, these are world religions, and people will will uh, shoot. They have rituals that they do, including still bloodletting in the old country and all that. But now that's their rituals. Now, Richard may have a lot easier way to explain rituals. Maybe, Richard, you can talk about these things. But which way you circle around a piece of stone and, you know, women wearing burqas and black. But my good friends that are of Muslims, and I've had plenty from Iran and Iraq. And I work with them in the Internet computer business in India, too. So they say that's up to the woman. And that's – I've lived with a Muslim. I've lived with an Iranian. Uh didn't marry him because it was against his religion to marry me. Uh, that's probably weird to y'all hearing that, being that I'm the woman of Ascension Cosmos Oracles and Ascension Age. <laughs> but I'm being real transparent that – you you know, we can go through lessons and learn a lot by experience. So That's my first hand testimony my first hand testimony is that God has always been. Now you can take that to the bank because <laughs> that's what I learned from yeah, me. Man. God has always been. Now how you want to interpret that is up to you. <laughs> but now yeah. I was raised that Jesus was the way, the truth and the light are the life, and uh, that was my choice to believe that Jesus is uh, all you have to do is believe. But then I went into faith without faith works are dead, but I also learned in the Mormon belief that you have to earn your way up there. But I don't necessarily believe that anymore either. I've pretty much gone back to if you choose to walk the way that Jesus said and you try the best you can, just be good, folks. And, you know, that that is up to you if you believe in the word. Our Yahshua, as my children, got tattooed on their body, Yahshua. But, you know, even my family going through Baptist, Protestant, LDS, knowing mom lived with a Muslim, Buddhist, you name it, you know, 
it's up to the individual. It always is. So is that free will? We'd like to think so. Now, we have to be careful when we talk and when we write because we become biased. So I've done my very best as a journalist and an investigator to learn how to write uh, both sides or go out and cite the sources that don't agree with me. So when yeah, I was yeah. on the road and I had to learn to investigate, even up there with Bill Monroe and uh, musicians, musicians are as educated and complicated, and most of the ones I met were Pentecost or Church of God, a lot of them up in the hills. But they went yeah. to those little churches, and then uh, we have uh, – Ken, astronaut, he was Church of God out of Houston. But a lot of those people believe strictly in the way it's interpreted in their world religion or universal religion. So, you know, we go by what I feel like is each individual coming on this radio show, we'll give them uh, a platform. As long as it's good faith and uplifting, I don't really want to, you know, tear any other world religions down because like Richard said, all paths, there are many paths. And what we're taught is it doesn't matter with your race, your color, your creed, you know, your religion, is we're all here and we're all, maybe we're all part of one big experiment. <laughs> I don't maybe, know. Maybe we're in the, what you call it, the uh, in the laboratory in a, in a experimental team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we're going to be picked up by our tail and picked up out of this water when it floods the earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll I need another so. Noah's Ark. Who knows, you know. But it's fun All to right. talk about this. we got to go, Richard, I guess. It's time. I've got bad weather here. And uh, Richard, did stay, you come? Oh, you got, is, it, is it raining there too, Richard? Yes. Really? What about in Dalton, yes. where you are? What about them? Uh, no, it's, uh, to my knowledge, it's not raining right now. But uh, you be safe cool. down there with the with the weather like it is. Watch yourself really closely. Yeah, I've been take, through take, several hurricanes take, in Houston, and one or two here. But this yeah, one is just the bands, the outer bands yeah. on the east side. Yeah. But man, I when it you. hit that door, oh man, it hit a. Boom, it hit the door like bullets and made a All big right, sound. All right, we're almost out of time. Let's just close okay, it out on a positive people, note. Let's tell people how to get back in touch with everybody and uh, come back next Sunday. And uh, we'll be back here talking again Thursday. And women is Wednesday's day and Thursday is men's day is the way I've got it set up. So, Richard... Tell them how to get in touch with us because we've got several domains, websites. But I bet you don't have them oh. memorized yet. <laughs> no, there's too many to memorize. I mean, I could have a lot. I could have 50 pages of uh, of, of written written <laughs> formats, and it still wouldn't contain it all. But anyway, That's why I wanted to talk to Benny um, about Homestead. Well, Benny, you come back, and we're going to have a IT talk story, some history. One day, but we'll talk offline. So, <laughs> Richard, whatever you want to leave for you and Ben, if y'all want to leave your Gmails, it's, go uh, ahead. It's real nice to have been with you um, and and your audience tonight. I thank you for having me on. Thank you, Ben. You've We've enjoyed it as well. We enjoy it. 
I like your eldership. I like having you around because you're 84. You think that's wrong? <laughs> I like old people. You make me feel young. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I'd rather be liked than hated for sure, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's get Ben. Ben is bpellum at Gmail, real easy, bpellum, B-P-E-L-L-O-M at Gmail, folks. We use Gmail. It's cheaper. It's easy. We like it, and it's a good browser. And then it we works. got R.T. Knight, R.T. Knight, uh, 35. In his dreams, he's 35, R.T. Knight, 35. Hey, <laughs> I Gmail. was one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were RT Knight with a K, RT Knight 35 at Gmail, and I am TJ Mars Agency, A G E N C Y, TJ Mars Agency at Gmail, and we've got other fancy ones on our domains and stuff. We're going to get better at being more transparent in the future, but if you like this, come back, and uh, we're just doing a two hour show here and there for nine years, and we'll keep going. But Sunday, we're going to try to be. With Pastor Knight, Sunday go to meeting so he can keep us honest on trying to get us a, a not pro, not profit not for profit started. Well, Ben, I hope you come back and help us with the Ace Folk Life. And folks, if you want to join us, you can go to my Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon.com. That's where they've got artists and radio people like me. Patreon.com forward slash. Teresa J. Morris, that's my name, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-J-M-O-R-R-I-S.com. And I've got books on Amazon and Lulu by Teresa J. Morris. I appreciate it. Thank you all for buying them. Y'all been buying my Ascension Age books. Thank you so much in my Roswell books, my ET books. And we're getting Richard and Ben to write some up, too, before they pass on. But you never know, like (laughs) David. I know David didn't think he was going to pass so, Benny, when you find out how David passed, I looked it up on what you told me, celebrity deaths, and they yes, didn't uh, say. They said it hadn't been disclosed yet. So, uh, you find the, out and let me know, would you? I, I will. I'll give you any, any news I get on it. I sure will. All right. All right. And, Benny, if you'd like to come back Thursday. Okay. All right. Have, 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 have a good night. Nice to we'll be with back. you. Yeah, it was nice to be with you. Okay, Richard, you got the last say-so, and then I'll play the music. Yeah. Well, we appreciate everyone for joining us here tonight. May you all find love in your heart and inspiration in your mind and your spirits. And we leave you on a positive note that we are all one family, all one race. And we are all attempting to do our best versions of ourselves as we ascend back into the community of who we truly are. Have a blessed night. Darkest 
Train. 